Welcome back to another episode of NRI Woman, the show where we chat with women of Indian origin living abroad. I'm Bettina and I'm Nanora. India has a long history of migration. According to the UN, 1 in 20 of international migrants worldwide is born in India. Most of these migrants are in the Gulf countries and the United States. While as a whole, Indian Americans are amongst the highly educated and have some of the highest income among racial and ethnic groups in the US. The majority that has migrated to the Middle East have migrated there to find employment as laborers, maids and nannies. Today, we're chatting with Padmini Gupta, an Oxford graduate, a former banker, a global leadership fellow of the World Economic Forum, a mom to two children and a most recent role as a social entrepreneur. aiming to develop a sustainable growth path for millions of migrant workers in the Middle East. She's here to talk to us about how she started, what she hopes to achieve, and shares her insights on what it takes to be a social entrepreneur. But first, let's find out what a social enterprise is. Very simply, um it's doing good while making money, right? So, if you start to think about wh- who are social enterprises in the world, Google is a social enterprise but we don't often think of it as social enterprise because it's so big. Um Google provides access to information. It's actually level the playing field in terms of who has access to what information. Facebook provides connectivity to everyone across the globe. That's social enterprise. That's social enterprise at scale. And so often when we're thinking about social enterprise, we're thinking um social enterprises really small often they're they're uh not for profit those are not true you can see from these companies if you you actually tackle social issues you can become very very large padmini grew up in an environment surrounded by artists and bankers and it was then that the seeds were laid to do something which contributes to the greater good of society My grandfather actually his mission was to make the world know about Indian classical music. And so he in the 1940s or 50s moved to the US to do exactly that. And he did it, right? So his name is Ali Akbar Khan and um so his his family is also very well known. He jammed with the Beatles and Carlos yeah. Santana and you know many jazz musicians and musicians that we know of from like the through the decades and he had an imp- impact also on this uh on generations of of Americans as well as Indians um and so what did i learn from that is you can be so passionate about your mission that you can move miles thousands of miles away and accomplish it and do it really well the way he had done The other part I I learned is be who you are no matter what who you're near. And so when I worked for the forum for example, I I was also amongst my peers. I worked with many many very high level individuals and I felt like I need to interact with them respectfully but also like I was a peer and so that's what I did. And of course, we've got bankers in my family, right? So I've heard these stories over and over again and um about how they helped people through their lives and I wanted to help people grow. And I and I did that when I joined banking, I did that. When Padmini began her banking career, she saw an opportunity to make a difference. She took it and was appreciated for it. If you imagine 
banking in the 1990s in the U.S., um, banks were largely uh, employing white men who would then go out and they would support other white men in their businesses and opportunities. So when I, when I joined, it was, I took a look around and said, you know what, what needs to happen here for me to feel like I'm adding to the pool? Because I'm a woman of color. I don't look like everyone else. So I went out and I reached out to other women, other first-generation migrant businesses, and someone that was running one of the largest books of commercial lending in the region. I felt it was really important to do this, but also to bring all of these amazing businesses into the fold. So, and you know, to be very honest with you, this was very commercially attractive. It helped a generation of diverse entrepreneurs get to the next level, which to me was very satisfying. I got two awards from the U.S. Small Business Administration for being the best banker because of, of my outreach efforts. And I got, you know, I got onto the banker's board for Axio, and I got um, asked by the city count, county uh, task force to be on their, their board as well. So there was a lot of, you know, people don't know what they haven't seen before, so it's time to show them, and that's what I did. Following a successful career in banking and a fellowship at the World Economic Forum, Padmini moved to the UAE to help with her father's business. And it was a random incident that helped her see another opportunity to make a difference. So working with my family's businesses, uh, which is uh, packaging, and what we saw is a number of our workers were asking for life event funds and emergency funds, and this was consistent across the board. And what, what I realized is they don't actually have access to bank accounts. They don't, they, what they do is they take their money, they remit it to a family member, and let that person manage it for them. Uh, but what really made us realize this is that we had a Nepali nanny and um, in April 2015, when the Nepal earthquake had hit, her family was devastated, right? Their belongings had been um, ruined in the earthquake. So she asked for a really large sum of money. Now, she had been only working for us for a couple of months, but she'd been working for another family for 15 years before that. And I thought, well, you know, if you've been working for so long, why do you have nothing saved. Of course we helped her, but we realized that this social issue happens to millions of migrants and we want to help all of those migrants if we can. And that intention to help millions of migrants led to Padmini starting a fintech company, Rise. It's a wealth management platform for migrants helping them manage their finances, learn new skills and build a better future. Their focus is to improve the lives of 750,000 maids and nannies that are currently in the UAE. So how exactly does our enterprise help them, considering so many of them are uneducated? Digital literacy is one of the best ways of getting started. They actually leapfrog. So if you think of someone as uneducated, but they actually have leapfrogged the education system in terms of lit uh, digital literacy skills. They know how to use Facebook. They know, uh, know how to use IMO because they have issues around access. They have issues around money. So they're trying to save money to make phone calls. 
So she's uneducated on, on uh, one level, but not on the other. On the other, other side, she may want to grow. So one thing is, um, how do you help someone grow? Give them access to bank accounts, financial services, get them to think through financial literacy about how they want to retire, how they want their next generation to grow as well, right? Because if they continue on the stream that they're going on, they don't save, someone will actually, from their family, will have to replace them. And that's a poverty cycle continuing on. Um, on the other side is our upscaling, right? So we've got a, a, a number of courses around nannying um, that are cachet level courses. I don't have the cachet title, but they're cachet level courses taught by, by amazing internationally renowned experts from across the world. Help them grow their income levels too by providing them the courses, getting their skills up, up uh, as well. And then we're also building what do you want to be when you, you're not a maid uh, series. So things around admins, sales assistants, you know, just about anything that can that um, a maid nanny can have her skills grow into. So that's how we can help her. While Padmini has spent most of her life working on projects that affect social change, RISE is her first official venture as a social entrepreneur, where she aims to solve a social problem, build a social enterprise, and be profitable. So how easy is it to start a social enterprise? So in my experience, one of the biggest barriers to entry is people's mindsets, right? So you walk into any conversation and people think, that you're a nonprofit or a cause, and really just knowing that you're entering this uh, conversation with with potentially this mindset, your job's to change it, because every time you change someone's mind about what a social enterprise is, what your social enterprise does, you've actually got buy-in to what you're doing, and that person then speaks to other people who also change their minds, right? So you can you can start it by one person, and then that carries through. And so another thing that happens with us is we're working on issues around women. We're working on and breaking poverty cycles. We're doing a whole bunch of stuff, but no one would uh, would know that if they'd heard the first pitch I had, um, because. I didn't know the mindset that I was going into. So if you hear me talk even now, you may listen to the beginning and you think, okay, well, you know, this is a social enterprise, but we're actually one of, we may be the only launched FinTech in the country, but one of the, I think the best FinTechs in the world because we're doing good things and um, we're doing it using uh, growth potential. And so you can do the same thing because use your platform. Don't be afraid to speak about what you're doing and the impact you're going to have. And don't be afraid to tell people that you can actually make money and do good. That seems easier said than done. The societal assumption has always been that making money and doing good sit at opposite ends of the spectrum. One cannot do both. And this philosophy especially pervades our Indian culture. We need to change that thought process and find a way where the two can blend as one to benefit more people. And the best place to start changing that thought process is at home.
So if we want to change mindsets, let's, let's start by looking at what's out there right now. If we want to change mindsets also, we have to start when we're really small, right? So my, my kid, uh, my son, I read him speeches and we talk about um, speeches of people that I love and we talk about social issues and we talk about what's happening around the world because for him, his world's going to be very different than the one I grew up in. I, I, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like. Um, and I want him to have the ability to think through the things that are really happening right now to his future. Everything starts at home. So take a look around you, right? There's always someone that needs needs help. Um, it's always someone that needs a situation to be bettered. So ask them what they need and help them figure it out. And your children will see it, other people will see it, and they'll, they'll pay it forward too. So I'm a big proponent of paying it forward because it actually, in the long term, more people do that, the better society gets. We don't look at Google, Facebook, or Uber as social enterprises, but they are. They've brought access to knowledge, connectivity, and transport to our fingertips, leveling the playing field. Ever so often, all it takes to spot an opportunity is to look around and observe. But Minnie did just that. She saw that the staff at her father's factory and her nanny didn't have a contingency plan in spite of working for so many years. And then she looked at the numbers. And those numbers tell a story. A uh, mater nanny over here on average earns around $550 a month into 12, that's 6,600, into the number of maids and nannies in this country are about 750,000. That is about 5 billion. Imagine, for example, where's that money going? What's happening to it? What's happening to the wage earner over their lifetime? And why are they not saving yet? Um, and what can we do to help them be more resilient in their future so that that money actually becomes something substantial to each wage earner, one at a time, but each wage earner. We can actually make this segment much, much, much more resilient, make their the next generation actually uh, much better off if we're able to solve this. The $5 billion story has had the same conclusion for years. It's just marginally improved the lives of people writing that story. And it's social entrepreneurs like Padmini that are working towards changing that finale. So what does she hope to achieve? My hope for the future is um, really growing rise and helping all of our customers grow. So one of the things that we're working on is migrants, right? So why do migrants move? They move from their home countries to their host countries in search of a better life for themselves and their families. And in, a, in many countries across the world, you see an anti-migrant movement. So what we're looking for, looking to do, is create more resilience in what migrants need. Um, both from a financial financial services standpoint, but also from an upskilling standpoint. So you start to think about what are the jobs of the future when 
automation is taking over. So what will be in the next 10 years, drivers will be largely replaced with self-driving cars, cooks with automated machines, maids with, you know, bot cleaners, right? So what is the future for the people that hold those jobs right now? And that's one of the issues that we're trying to solve. And then, so be kind to migrants because <laughs> we're here to, to work for our families and our futures as well. That kindness, combined with market acuity, is the underlying asset the social entrepreneurs bring to a company. They strive to build companies that are compassionate and resilient. The global economy and the world can improve substantially from most such enterprises. In a 2015 Global Entrepreneurship Monitor report, researchers discovered the world's social entrepreneurs are 55% male and 45% are female a significantly smaller gap compared with commercial counterparts. We're not surprised by this. And to quote the Dalai Lama, women have the capacity to lead us to a more peaceful world with compassion, affection and kindness. And Padmini is definitely playing her part. Join us again next time for more inspiring stories of NRI women. If you like the show, please recommend us to a friend and don't forget to rate us. If you'd like to get in touch with us, please email us hello at nriwoman.com or tweet us at nri underscore woman. Stay tuned for highlights from the next episode at the end of the show. You can learn and see more about the amazing women we chat with on our Facebook page or website nriwoman.com. I'm Bettina. And I'm Nanora. Until next time, keep learning, keep inspiring and be kind. Next week on NRI Woman. The best lesson that I would say is, you know, sharing is caring. Uh, adjustments in life are very important. There are different nature people in life that you will get every kind of people on the earth when you stay in joint family. New episodes come out every Monday. Make sure you subscribe.